Hello there. My ah! name's Mark. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> I was just throwing you off with that one. Um, you know, I'm just going to keep it. No, I'm going to restart. No, no, no. Do it. Do it. Roll with it, please. Oh, roll with this? Okay, we're just going to keep so. going. I well, like my it. name's Mark. That was like my cheesiest hello there yet. I did not even attempt for an Obi-Wan impression, my usual, like, hello there. No, that was just me going straight ham because we haven't done this in a while. And uh, so my name's Mark, a.k.a. Deacon Nerdy, and you already heard from my favorite trusty co-pilot in all the galaxy, Charlie Carden. And we are joined once again by... The Dark One himself, Peter Stein. Peter, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Excellent. Excellent. Charlie, what about yourself? Peter, put the mask back on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. It's been weird. Mark, has, oh, it been, so has it been a month since we've been on because of, you know, forces of nature? It has It has been, yeah. So we, we try to get this show out every two weeks. And last time we did the kind of quick episode with Peter, just the recap of the D23 news. And then uh, the apocalypse basically hit uh, Hurricane Fiona. Hurricane Apolis. Yeah, it hit my little island. I was without power for a week and uh, damage to the house and some other fun stuff. And we just, you know what? It just didn't really work. And <laughs> that was Thanks. that. We were... Um, you know, we, we talked about maybe doubling up cause I do this and then I do co-op mode on, on the off weeks. And we talked about like maybe doubling up or trying to get something in once I got power back, but it was just, it was such a hassle. Even once I got power back, I was still clearing trees and stuff from my property and my parents' property and my uncle's place. It was, it, it's been, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. So, bit of a mess, um, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a mess. There's uh there's still places that like there's trees down, there's roads inaccessible, there's sidewalks torn up. It's uh it's it's still not the best. So there we go. But I'm happy to be back. I'm happy you guys are joining us. And uh we promised last time that we'd get into Peter's Star Wars origin story. So let's dive right into that. Let's do it. You know, it's been a month. People have been waiting. Waiting with bated breath. I think so. <laughs> And uh, I have anyway, <laughs> like I hope our listeners have been as well. But so let's let's get in. Peter, how did you get into Star Wars? Well, um, I am one of those born and bred Star Wars fans. Uh, my mom was amongst some of the first people to go see episode four when it came out. Awesome. Um, so like Star Wars has been in my blood forever. Um, hilariously. Like, like, like midichlorians, like that kind yeah. of in the blood. Yeah, that kind. Um, but hilariously, the first Star Wars movie that I ever saw in the theater, and I love to mention this because it throws some people off on how old I am, is the first Star Wars movie I saw in the theater was The Empire Strikes Back. But it was the special edition. Ah, <laughs> I was just say, there's no way. I know you're Because that's what that was me, but it was oh, the real right. one in 1980. Yeah, exactly. No that's why I love to do it to throw, throw them off because um, it, it, it was when it, the special editions were being released in the late 90s. And my dad took us to this little theater. I think it was up on uh, Plainfield here. And it was, we're going to go see A New Hope because you guys are old enough to see that. We've, we had been watching it at home, but Empire was too scary at that point. We got mm. to the theater and A New Hope had ended its run the day before. No! Like, Screw it. We're seeing Empire. And so I got to see Empire and Jedi on the big screen for the very first time. That's um, awesome. 
I still have not seen a new hope on the big screen though. I now, what, when are they when are they ever gonna maybe bring those back do to that theaters? again? Yeah, I mean it's been twenty five years. Do you think they, you think just, when you think when we hit the fiftieth for like mm. for like a new hope, so that's you know, five years from now, uh do you think that you think they'll roll those out? I mean, I'd at least like to think it'd be possible. I'd like Could to be. see it again, but you never know. It'd be great. Yeah, they don't have uh, the same George Lucas. I'm going to put everything back in the theater. Every I was just going to say, right? do you want to run the risk of more, uh, more special edition, the oh special er editions? Oh um, my goodness! Yeah, Lucas is back, and believe me, he's messing stuff up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we gave him the tools to all the CGI. Uh, <laughs> Should be fun. Uh, I love those kind of dad moments. It's like, oh, you're definitely too young to see this. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> yeah, that, we're going well, that, that was that was the that was the '80s in general. Uh, oh, you man. know, with uh, yeah. with media. Yeah, one that pops into my mind is uh, Eraser. My dad and my uncle were just like, "You guys are probably too young to see this. Let's go see it." Uh, oh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, yeah, "Oh man, great stuff." Um, what was another one? Starship Troopers was another one. Oh that I my saw. god, that movie is that's, just so. That's it's that movie is comically violent. That'd be the yeah. best way to describe it. Yeah, uh, it's like first, look at look at all the green goo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to learn more? Click here. But by by Doogie Hauser. Yeah, um, I'm watching How I Met Your Mother right now, or rewatching. I've watched it before, but speaking yeah. of. Doogie, yeah, anyway, uh, Peter, your what, what's your favorite Star Wars movie, um, or or show series? Favorite Star Wars thing? I really need to change that. I'm reading movie here, but what's your favorite? Yeah, I Star mean, Wars? my favorite Star Wars film um, would be Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I know prequels are slightly unpopular here, but I Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. There, um, if we're talking other media. Um, the original Thrawn trilogy would be my favorite. Mm, excellent. So. What uh, I, we I don't think we're going to get into this in the news, but what do you think of the uh, the rumors the, uh, of Tron's uh, Thrawn? Tron, Tron, yes. Tron's, oh, Tron Tron's, and Star uh, Star Wars. I love it. You just use you just use that Northern Irish accent, Dublin accent. It's all good. Right. 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 Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you saw Lars Mikkelsen. They, there's there's heavy rumors oh. this week that they actually hired him to play live action Thrawn. Really? Uh, he's the voice, of course. Of, I, of I would be quite excited to see him as Thrawn since he did the voice. I'm a big fan of people of characters remaining consistent across media. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to see live action Thrawn. I think that's kind of where they're gearing towards. So I. I'm excited. That's to see when they the, the rumor is uh, he was he was cast as Thrawn live action for the Ahsoka series. That would which make sense. Where that's right. going? They already casted totally. uh, uh, Ezra. Ezra's so, already been announced. I mean, so she's looking for Thrawn. She asked about oh, Thrawn, yeah. and and like uh, Ezra and Thrawn were last seen together. So it would make sense that there the, would be the something space about whales. Uh, so that, yeah, that makes space makes total sense. Um, oh, the Spurgill. Oh. <laughs> What is uh, your favorite character? Is that Thrawn or is it you're going somewhere else with this one? Um, favorite character has always been a bit finicky for me because there's several that I really, really like. Um, Thrawn may be my favorite character, um, but he's followed fairly closely by both Obi-Wan and Palpatine. <laughs> okay. Um, 
if we go if we go outside of canon kyle katarn but okay all right yeah excellent awesome wearing wearing the robes being in the throne room as your background <laughs> um everything throwing obi-wan in there i thought you were going to go full dark side like no i i like i really I love, love obi-wan kenobi but i also really like my king of camp sheev right. so. <laughs> jar jar it's palpatine <laughs> what was uh, what was your introduction to kyle katarn um one of the first video games i ever played was the original dark forces um and then i remember like i turned like nine or ten and somebody got me dark forces 2 and played the shit out of that um i just love kyle katarn i have the moldy crow on my desk like i love that character i want to see him back i do like i know that they stuck a lot of stuff with him into andor which i'm sure i'll bring up when we talk about it um but um yeah he is one of my favorite no longer canon characters just he's so interesting and has a whole lot of interesting stuff and yeah. gear <laughs> yeah love yeah. that ship that is my favorite star wars ship hands down nice. Crow. nice awesome uh okay i think i know you know what i always say i think i know where you're going and i never do so light side or dark side mm, i think you can probably guess this one <laughs> well i mean you were in the outfit but then you threw obi-wan and kyle in there so i don't know yeah i mean for most of the the cool factor the dark side mm. um if you're to like put me on who i think is right the light side yeah who would i root for the light side but you know like, who was right the guy's killing children always <laughs> right yeah genocide I mean, no, the jedi wielding was youngling slayer 9000 yeah totally back in two in weeks you know, <laughs> hey, look, you know what? People say you only like your own kids, but when you're, you know, in that situation, I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, everyone seemed to get a kick out of Finn throwing a temper tantrum in Walmart because he couldn't take uh, towels home with him today. I was the only one who wanted to to murder a youngling in that situation. So, uh, you know. That's I, I felt a little dark side maybe. No, back back um, here on back here in the states on the east coast, uh, they refer to it as uh, murdering a yingling. Uh, that would be yingling, a, <laughs> right? Be a brand of beer from the east coast. So that's <laughs> that's what we call it when we, when we go out and visit my mom because she always had to fridge stock with them. Murdering some yinglings. That's probably better. You just need a uh, uh, bottle opener that's shaped like Anakin's lightsaber. In the oh my! Oh yeah. right, to boop. there you go. Chop those heads. Off. I would buy that i want to buy that like the lightsaber chopsticks we're getting way off course uh but bit. bringing it back speaking of lightsabers what's your lightsaber color of choice um probably green again nice. it goes Me back too. to kyle katarn it was his first lightsaber was a green color and then uh and then luke so i just like that like that color luke so. and gunji for me green all the i way. love green yeah. lightsabers although in like multiplayer in like jedi outcast i would always run around as a stormtrooper with a red lightsaber just to oh. scare people so it's it's very it's very scary <laughs> just to scare people i like it yeah no! mostly it's just weird <laughs> it's like right. there's a stormtrooper here's a blaster now he's got a lightsaber die <laughs> what's he gonna have next can opener i don't know how else is he uh, gonna get out of this armor <laughs> yeah uh now as a as a stormtrooper with a lightsaber, could you could you could you hit anything? 
That's a good question. Or is it just it like doesn't take a whole lot miss. of skill if you're just swinging baseball bat style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might be able to hit something, but kill it is a different story. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the the stormtrooper is like the kid that can't hit it even off the tee ball. Yeah, keeps hitting the tee. They're just like, what the hell? Come on! Um, <laughs> like hit, he'll like hit your your sleeve or like the coat. Like he'll hit yeah. you, but yeah. you won't die. Tis but a flesh wound. Uh, <laughs> favorite affiliation: This could be Jedi, Sith, bounty hunters, rebels. You want to hang with the Ewoks, the Wookies? What What's your favorite like? Star Wars, if you could just hang out with a group for a day. If I could just hang out with a group for a day. For a day. Hmm. Um, that's actually a tough one. Um, I think one of the ones that I would quite enjoy hanging out with, if you're around the right ones, um, is the Chiss Ascendancy. Uh, right. Right. And why is that? Because I guess I don't know as much. Uh, uh, so the Chiss are a... This is going to make me sound like a snob, but the Chiss are a... Uh, <laughs> they're <laughs> they're fairly sophisticated culture, and they have a lot of tradition and... Um, so so they, they drink their wine like, like this. Reasons what, yeah, Pink, they all drink their wine like this. Pinkies um, out, bitches. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> like they have a whole lot of like family history and family stories and traditions mm. for why they do things. And so it would just be really, really interesting to like talk about how that works. And, mm. you know, then you get to hang out with Thrawn. So. Right. Yeah. Right, he seems to like he Yeah, you're bringing Thrawn back for this this one again. Uh, he's yep. the guy you yeah. seem like you want to have at your side at a party. Yikes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. Hey, if you read Why the books, like he's chest. great at art museums. Except mm-hmm. he's sometimes irritating when he's like, "What do you think that this means?" I don't know, Thrawn. <laughs> what you does this? Uh, well, if you can, yeah, um, it's really funny in the books. You've got a, a bit of that in the show, but yeah, the books, I guess. We're yeah, just a just a smidge here and there. Smidge, yeah. time, so time I'm hoping they'll bring that in a little bit, at least have mm-hmm. a, f- like, maybe do kind of like how Heir to the Empire began and your reveal is him sitting on the bridge of the Chimera and Pelion walks in and you see him, like, looking at some art. Or maybe that's, like, something they show a little bit later in the Ahsoka series. But they should do a scene like that to, like, introduce that just as a tangential thing so it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Uh, we, I mentioned the the only real news that I saw popping up was uh, was Lars potential casting in mm-hmm. uh, in Ahsoka. So I think we're gonna skip straight to Andor unless you guys saw any pressing news that popped up. Uh, anyone have anything this week? Well, I think we covered all the big stuff. It's been relatively quiet mm-hmm. aside from the the D twenty three stuff. So we we've right. been we've been focusing on Andor. Which is great. And uh, luckily, we have five episodes of Andor to catch up on. We either have a lot to talk about or we have a little to talk about. And that, yeah. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah, that's 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 kind of where I'm stuck. Not to put the cart before the horse is that I I feel like we have too little to talk about with five of 12 episodes. We'll see the truth that we hold to depend greatly on our point of view. Point of order. He's correct. <laughs> Absolutely, and and we're gonna do this pretty standard. We're not gonna deep dive into each individual episode because I think that would be a, a much too long podcast. So, uh, and there's there's definitely podcasts that do that. We're gonna do kind of an overall on the first five, just because I'm too lazy to catch up. 
the right way. <laughs> yeah, I thought, hey, can I watch these five episodes again? Eh, just I don't, I don't. I thought about that last night, and then I was like, nah, no, I'm not gonna. I do not that. have time. I just replayed them in my brain. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's basically I did that quick kind of like what happened in this one? And I read the synopsis and that's it. So before we get into it, I am going to share some overall thoughts from discord and Twitter. I put a little call out uh, on discord. We had Todd Oxtra uh, shared. No. Todd. Wait, wind it up. Here we go. Labeled this Todd's bad take. So full disclosure, also full spoilers nothing's being held back. So if you haven't watched uh, Andor yet, now's the time to dip out, pause the episode, come back when you have, share your thoughts in, in Discord or send me some stuff on Twitter uh, and uh, and we're going to keep going with the shows. But uh, this is this is the, the stopping point. So you've been warned. So Todd's bad take. I gave up halfway through episode five when the nagging mother and Mon Mothma's dysfunctional family was the most exciting thing to happen. Placing <laughs> flat characters just don't grab me. I really loved Rogue One, but they made every minute count. I, Rogue One is a great uh, movie. I absolutely hate to agree with Todd because he's such a cynic, but <laughs> Damn. Let, well, let me read a couple more and then we'll share our, our thoughts as well and see if we agree with Todd and there's some other people that agree with him. So Jedi Sean gave that one a thumbs up. So it seems like he agrees in Discord as well. Uh, and then AJ Paz Alex wrote in, uh, I was really excited for this series, but for some reason I just can't get into it. Only halfway through epi- episode three, but I'm forcing myself to watch this and I don't know why. Ouch. Uh, and it's weird because I usually keep right up to date with Marvel and Star Wars shows i would say it's because of fiona but i'm all cut up on chi hulk rings of power werewolf by night game of thrones and even oh jesus alex even the mighty ducks season two. Oh boy Woo, there's a, i didn't even know there was a mighty duck season one uh, if there if there's connective tissue between that all of those i am missing it but hey so basically uh unfortunately just indifferent uh, the only other Disney show I felt this way was Moon Knight. I loved Moon Knight, but I haven't uh, actually uh, watched Moon Knight. Should probably do that. I thought Moon Knight was good. It was. It could have been better, but I thought it was good. Yeah, that, um, that, that, I think that's a great way to tee it up. It was okay, but it could have been better. Didn't didn't really yeah. like. Oh, I gotta watch I mean, me some Moon Knight. That's a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Most over things. on uh, over on Twitter, uh, Scarlet. AKA at Scarlet underscore stream uh, shared. This is how you do a suspenseful show without making it drag. Uh, Diego Luna is a great actor. The CGI, excuse me, CGI is pretty awesome. And it seems there are good practical effects as well. I'm really enjoying the political side of things too, but wish it had more context uh, to Mothma or wish I had more context to Moth, Mon Mothma's relationships. Um, That's fair. Fair, yeah, fair fair take, I think. Uh, not quite as, as poo-poo as the other two. And uh, finally, we got Louis One Kenobi at DinsJarin327. Uh, we uh, love the suspense. I think that's exactly how a lot of people in the galaxy felt at that time. Uneasy and suspicious of everything. Never knowing what could happen to them, but still taking the risks because getting caught or killed still isn't as bad as being under the emperor, the empire's thumb. That that that's a decent take. Not I a think. Bad take. Yeah, 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 nice. So, overall, 
you guys seem to resonate with with both Todd and Alex a little bit, but also some fair takes uh, over on over on Twitter. Um, Peter, I'm going to start with you. Overall, overall, um, I'm actually fine with it. I, I like it. I do. Oh my god! Is- did, did he say he was fine? With it? Is Todd here? That's Todd. <laughs> you, know, you know how I was talking about new catchphrase uh, merch. That that's yeah. Todd's number one catchphrase. I'm fine I'm with fine that. With- I'm fine oh, okay. with that. Peter, you, you, yours moreover on Code Forty Seven, and if you don't know Todd, or, uh, Peter is one of my two co-hosts over on our Star Trek show, which is Code Forty Seven. Peter's more like it's fine. but anyway um i it's definitely a slow burn and after the first episode i was like yeah i understand why they released it in two Mm -hmm. instead of just the one by itself Mm -hmm. because there's a couple episodes where you're sitting there going like (laughs) you're you're like poking it with a stick like come on be star wars like i enjoy what they're doing but yeah. there are a few moments where it's just like, okay, like maybe move on a mm-hmm. little bit. Like sometimes the flashbacks lasted just a touch too long. Um, and I know some of that is just like cinematography and how you do stuff. Like I, I don't begrudge them that, but sometimes the pacing is just a little wonky at points yeah. for me. Um, but I do like, I like how they're portraying Cassian Um, I'm sure we'll get some more backstory as time goes on a little bit. Um, I think maybe they're leaning a little bit too much into the backstory flashbacks, like with Book of Boba Fett. With Book Mm. of Boba Fett, it worked. I think that this, like, don't lean on that too much because Star Wars has never really been known for that. And I know that, like, the shows are doing things differently anyway, but it's just... The first ever... Star Wars usually works, like, in... In like always in motion the future is and the past is right. set you you focus should be on the present i mean the first flashback they ever had was in the last jedi when luke was flashing back about when kylo ren turned that was it that was that was five years ago in the parlance of storytelling so everything that came before you nailed it on the head was living you know never mm-hmm. at the expense of the living force it was in the moment mm-hmm. never at the expense of the present my young padawan Yes. Point of um, order. Correct. So, um, but overall, I'm liking it. I'm liking the look. I'm liking the feel. I'm liking that they're able to kind of establish um, how the Empire works without being heavy handed in the there's stormtroopers everywhere. Mm. We, we like, haven't even seen a one. I don't think we haven't seen. Yeah, we haven't seen. We've seen the ISB, which I really appreciate. I quite I'm, like that. Probably. The I did sit there when they were first like, it's the ISB. I was like, are they going to try to CGI you, Lauren? I hope not. I mean, yeah. I want to see him, but it might be weird. Just just the back um, of his just the back of his head. It's like or somebody to be talking. Like, they'll be talking to him off camera. What do you think, Admiral? But OK. Yeah, because like, <laughs> there you go. like the obviously the actor who played Colonel Ularin isn't with us any longer because he was little bit older when the original film came out and i believe the voice actor who voiced you lauren had um oh dang something happened and he's not able to do much anymore ouch um, the role is so, cursed so it would be difficult to bring that character in which is why you have the um other director whose name is escaping me but uh, but i like the use of the isb mm. um that's fun um 
and I like how you have the corpos using like discount Republic drop ships. <laughs> so did they go? Did they go to a used lot somewhere? They offloaded them because they they have the chop fields, uh, kind of like the one that you find Bill Burr's character in. In um, yeah, or uh, where Calcastus is. I was just gonna right. say, oh, man, yeah. it got big Calcastus vibes on that right. one. Yeah, big. Like that's chop. what I was thinking when they first were like, "Oh, it's a junk plan." I was like, once they panned out, I was starting like, "Where's a Venator?" I didn't see one, but I was looking for one. Oh, it's there. It's, it's going to be there. Yeah, I really thought they were going to do some little little Easter egg, some little tease of like, this is yeah. the same planet or this is a similar or whatever. It was like, I was looking yeah. for Or Cal- it's another Republic dumping ground, but it's yeah. not. Oh, well, right. made me think of it, made me smile briefly. So there, no. they'll, be, oh, they'll, be yeah. ju- they'll be junkyards in your future. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's Star Wars. There's always a junkyard. Always junk, yes. On uh on onto your point about like the pacing and the the first two episodes releasing as a drop and then it being weekly afterwards. When I was talking mm-hmm. uh, actually this evening to to my wife about this episode and recording and talking to you guys, and I was uh, getting a few of those responses back um, through tw- Twitter and Discord. Um, I mentioned to her like how some people were feeling, and I said like I can't. I don't really feel differently. Like I kind of feel like the pacing's off. It's a little slow. It's a little, yeah. it's, it's different. It's, it's weird. I mean, and slow I, burns are great, but the, yeah. it's, it is. And it, it, well, it can be, uh, yeah, as depends long as on how the burn is. is. Right. But yes, but the, yeah, but the, the pacing like, can't be non-existent. Exactly. I wonder if right. this would have been better as a, here they all are, watch them as, or at least in chunks, because that the episode five, man, I it took me two days to get through. I'll be honest, that was tough. I fl- my my mind flitted off, and I was like, no, I need to pay attention to this for the show. I know to put my and phone I'm, down. It's hard with, sometimes. <laughs> I well, no, that was it. I was looking at my phone, and I had my switch, and then I'm looking at my quest, and I'm like, you know what? I'd rather go in VR right now. And I like played Beat Saber and some Star Wars stuff in there because it was more exciting. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do Andor right now. Like this is just boring the hell out of me, and oh, I have to man. focus. And I just yeah. there was nothing there. It took me two days to get through the damn episode, maybe three actually. And uh, you're talking about the first three episodes, or just the first episode? No, no, no just the fifth, just the last oh, the one, the most recent one. Yeah, last, yeah, it was. Oh. The first three were awesome. I was in uh, the first two, especially like I was just in, I watched them back to back. It was like watching a movie. I was ready to go, um, you know, and, and it, like kind of kept pace and then five dropped and it was just like, no, I can't get into this episode at all. And there mm-hmm. were a few moments that were like, I get what they're doing. And I got, I got what they were doing overall. Or I think I get what they were doing overall, which was like, most of the time in star wars you see all right here's the big thing here's the plan we're gonna blow it up you see all right let's go there's a thing here you shoot that thing and it goes or to quote the lego movie we're gonna take the thing and put it in the other thing that, that's 100 <laughs> and that's usually how star wars goes and usually how most action movies go but like real wartime strategy especially this kind of guerrilla warfare it's practice it's repetition it's planning it's methodical it takes months it takes a long time to really think things yeah. out you're i think you're, you're caught and it, it's it, yeah it's showing that part of 
warfare and it's very realistic. Yeah, I think you could probably, I haven't watched the whole thing, but perhaps it would be more apt to compare this to something like Band of Brothers. Um, mm-hmm. where, where it, it's it does stuff but it ha- it's more focused on like the characters and what they're doing and and that sort of thing because yeah. i remember i watched like the first couple episodes of band of brothers and you're just doing training like that's what you're doing um yeah. and if you're if that's not what you're expecting yeah it's going to be a little boring but um, and I, I think, yeah, that might have been my problem. I was expecting this to be more of an underworld thriller, heisty kind of rebellion of, you know, like, okay, here's the secret mission of the week. We're going to, you know, like, yeah. here's Andor being sketchy this week. Where's he going to go next? Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's kind of what it sounded like from a lot of the pitches. And I think that's why right. a bunch of, why a lot of us are kind of like, this isn't what I was expecting because they were like, oh, it's going to be a war series and we're expecting, you know, like, you know, some of that stuff from Rogue One where they're mm-hmm. like doing mm-hmm. dastardly escapes and like we what we've seen in Rebels and the Clone Wars with Saw Gerrera up to his shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll see him in this show. He's in the trailer. So like right. he's going to be in it at some point. But like, yeah. you know, seeing like what people were, were expecting was something more like Rebels where we're going to have like, the rebellion doing rebellion things. And then we might get some of the politics on the side, whereas this right. is heavy into the world building on why the rebellion came to be. Right. right. Which I mean, Charlie, for me is kind of a, I could go or take or leave it. Cause I watched all of the deleted scenes from episode three. So I know how they originally was going to get started, but. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. If you have the, um, special features on the episode three DVD release or, or the digitals. There's like four scenes with bail. Oh, oh, I thought you, I, no, no, no. I've seen that. I thought for some reason okay. you're talking about this and I'm like, no, 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 no. Not this, some not deleted this, scenes. Not this. Yeah, no, I definitely see that. Cause yeah, it's bail and Padme and her and the character played by George Lucas's daughter sitting around talking about, and it's very, Hathanoida. yeah, it's very George Lucasy. It's like, what we should talk about is an organization of rebelling of some variety. Hmm. I mean, it's just like very like, oh, you could, oh, Lucas. I mean, I like the scenes, but Lucas's I'm, fingerprints I'm all over the place. So. I know, and we like you anyway. We still, we still <laughs> let you in the door. We still let you in the door. As I have said before, I'm not a rose tinted glasses guy when it yeah. comes to I know no, they no, have no, 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 beer goggles, not rose tinted glasses, beer goggles. It's like I drank a pack of Labatt Blue little canadian shout out uh, that's what i grew up drinking and now i'm gonna watch the prequels and i'm like this is art i'm just kidding <laughs> charlie what are your thoughts overall oh my goodness you know i like uh, literally everybody else was like oh my god indoor rebel stuff and it was funny because i just two weeks ago finally went out and got my rebel alliance tattoo so i'm right. all about rebels you know the rebel space is where i live um, you know, and I and you know, I did realize, of course, that the setting of this five years prior to A New Hope, meaning also obviously five years, five years and one hour prior to Rogue One, and just being being very teed up for how are we going to jump into the mix? What's Cassian doing? It's it's five years, and he's a Rebel, you know, Alliance uh, captain with Rebel intelligence. By the time of you know Rogue One, so what is he getting into? Is he is you know did they did they recruit him? Is he doing stuff? And we're five episodes in, and I think I said both uh, B- 
both Todd, obviously, who we've heard from, and our other roommate, John, are like, this show is just killing me. It's so goddamn boring. You know, they just, you know, Mark, you said you loved the first three episodes, but I'm like, I have no illusions about why they dropped all these on the same day, because if they dropped the first mm-hmm. episode, they I don't think they would bring people back for the second one, because it just didn't, I just didn't, if there was a ball, it went boop, and then two was yeah and i I maybe shouldn't have said i love i was i was excited going into those going into going into it well and i I was even excited watching it because i was like okay we're gonna we're we're seeing andor's start we're seeing him he's gonna go off planet and that's when the shit's gonna hit the fan right okay let's go and it was like they're introducing uh some cool characters and a little bit of deceit and like normal everyday things like a jealous boyfriend and that like that kind of like stuff um you know and i i was uh, enjoying like bix and uh what's a b2 emo uh (laughs) (laughs) how come he didn't have the dark makeup and like the little little circles around his eyes and like the the little wispy hair be like hey was, whatever man he needed to be a lot more aloof to really be an emo droid let's face it <laughs> absolutely uh i mean he did you know every once in a while just kind of like die for a little while um needed that's some true he I'm, always I'm needed recharge it. if you're yeah. recharging in the hallway again i'm gonna be really mad no oh my god oh god it's- <laughs> i liked that kind of stuff right like yeah. i liked i liked the the like seeing for me it was like seeing those seeds of like yeah, the empire's really knocked everyone down. Their their techs dying. Their droids are in right. shambles. They're living here. Everyone's kind of going around like seedy, in secret, kind of sneaking right. this way and that way. Um, I liked. I was excited to see that, and then they they slowly but quickly killed that for me. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, like. I was like, come on, do something. Like you said, I mean, earlier. you know, they, they teed up the home planet. They teed up, uh, you know, the female character and Yank. She's got, is, are we, is he going back? Are we going to see her again? I mean, they, they gave her an action figure already, but then they gave action figures to a bunch of characters uh, in, um, in Kenobi that got killed too. So having an action figure means absolutely nothing. Uh, because again, the people who are real figureheads are just like, oh, I gotta have them all. But I'm not, I'm not really one of those anymore. And as you can tell, our friend John is not either. That's why I have four thousand dollars worth of action of his action figures in my garage right now. Um, I'm not giving you my address. Yes, <laughs> don't don't drive your car into my garage door so you can steal those figures. That's why I'm not giving out my address. If there if there be clones, I'd be looking at the clones. Oh, I do have many clones, so we will Ooh. perhaps be doing some transactions. Uh, don't 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 bring your thermal detonator. Um, but it was just it was just it, it, it dragged ass and. I'm like, okay, well, we spent some time with these characters. We found out that cert- certain ones of them are terrible. The Corpo sector, you know, that, you know, you, you had Johnny Eager Beaver who got knocked down a peg because he 
had his little covert operation, which didn't need to happen at all. And because of that, the the corpo is now completely shut down and he lost his job. Now he's back. Now he's basically Norman Bates. How long? How long before his mother? Yeah. How long before his mother ends up in a rocking chair as a skeleton? That's little corn pops. Oh, my God. That's what we're going to see in. uh, I like it's used as an Easter egg. This was a little bit too much for me. The blue, the bloodles, the blue. It was. It was like I'm just staring at blue kicks and blue milk. This is so weird. Makes you think of just like. The scene, I was trying to pay attention to the scene, but the blue kicks and the blue milk were just distracting me the whole time. That's why you got to tee up Eiffel 65, beginning of Iron Man 3, with blue. Yep. So, yeah. random oh thing, you said you, you did the pistol motion. That reminds me, Andor's weapon is the Briar pistol that Kyle Katarn carries. In Ooh, That's nice. the Kyle Katarn connection that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, and, there, and you know, even though this show itself is is lighter on Easter eggs, we did get some really nice ones in Stellan Skarsgård. Don't ask me to remember the name of his character. Uh, his, Lucian. His, co- yeah, his Lucian, his cover uh, on Coruscant, uh, it, or rather, you know, his, his cover for the rebellion of which he's covertly working with Mon Mothma is that he's an antiquities dealer and his antiquities room is great. What did we get? We got the Shankara stones in there, which I love from Indiana Jones, another Indiana Jones connection. Uh, yeah. and then the Peter, we also got Cargonite, like, wasn't it? Yeah. Hmm? We, so, there was Car- a whip in Carbonite, wasn't there? I think you're right. What a, like that, what, yeah. a weird th- what a weird thing to put in carbonite. It's not alive. Why do you have to freeze it? But we got something. I was watching some of these. We also got, wasn't there some kind of armor set or something? There kind was an of armor set from Force Unleashed. There uh, you Sith, go. A Sith Assassin armor set. There were holocrons. holocrons and there were yes. a set of stones of the uh, Mortis gods. Oh, very nice. I like so. it. So overall, again, Mark, I'm kind of with you. Uh, episode five was the worst yet. Mm-hmm. Because it was nothing but, and Todd and I were talking about this earlier in the week, it's just, it's nothing but talking. I don't think anything of interest happened in that episode at all. Because, yeah, you had the guy, you had Norman Bates being browbeaten by his mother. Uh, you had everybody, you had basically the dick swinging contest at the camp, like, and Andrew's like, hey, man, whatever, man, that's not my thing, dude. What you know? paid, all right? Yeah, he's always, he's so... He's so short with everybody, and his everything he says mm. is so clipped. He's like blah 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 blah, and then he goes back to what he's doing. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I think that might be one of the things that might be throwing us all for a loop. Is there's one line that he says in Rogue One very vehemently. I have been in this fight since I was six years old, and I and at he, least am not he, getting that from him. He, right he ain't. Now. Yeah, because it really looked like. Mm. I mean, to, to jump back to episodes one and two, the, the flashbacks. He, he lives on some backwater shithole that ends up being a, a uh, basically a, a condemned uh, mining uh, imperial mining operation. It's uh, the they, Lost Boys. Yeah. It's yeah, and he's li- yeah exactly. He's, it's, yeah, Lord but. of the Flies, uh, and he's yeah he's living with uh, with this group of people. A, an alien vessel crashes. Um, some of the people survive and one or two of his people get killed in the melee as they're, they're looking to get in there and basically check it out uh, and looted. But what really happens is that a, a uh, basically a husband and wife duo come along and discover uh, Cassian or Cassa, 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 
inside, you know, smashing things up and kind of going nuts. And they have to they either they conk them over the head or whatever it is and carry them out of there because they're like, well, Republic troops are troops are coming and they're going to kill everyone. I'm like, why are they going to do that? That that kind of went over my because head. I'm like, they do. Okay, the, I thought the Republic yeah. were the good guys. So I got a little confused by that with everyone saying it was the Republic. The logos on everyone's jackets made me think the Separatists because the logo was more oh, similar to that. I did, I uh, heard, but the I heard tech was well. all Republic. So it was a little confusing for me because there were no droids. So obviously it's not the Separatists. Right. I, I, the I, logo I, looked like the Separatists. Which but I, yeah, because if he's six years old, so that's putting this... Um, this is putting this pre the separatist civil war, because mm -hmm. if, you know, if he's, you know, so this is five years before Yavin, he's maybe 20, 25 years old. So if you, if you peel 25 years backwards from 15 years after essentially episode three. Yeah. We're talking like right around Phantom Menace. Yeah, exactly. Not a little before, you know, so it's, it's not, not, it's not even the dawn uh, of the Count Dooku and the separatist movement. It's, in the middle of the whole Trade Federation and Chancellor of Lorem and blah, blah, blah. Um, so why is the the regular Republic, you know, regular troops out there just killing people who get in a crash? Like, oh, oh, you crash. Pew, pew, pew. I just, that kind of, I didn't quite mm -hmm. get that. I mean, yeah. to do it like a little bit of a deep dive, like they did, that what it reminded me of, um, the whole thing was, I keep referencing this character, um, but it reminded me of the Nogri home planet in the Thrawn trilogy where a ship crashed and then released a toxin because the characters came out and they were dying of some sort of poison gas. Um, like you saw the discoloration, they were wearing gas masks. Um, the ground looked a little bit damaged, obviously from the fire, but also from mm. some other chemical. Okay. Um, so that's okay. what it reminded me of, of that like maybe they're carrying some sort of biological weapon or chemical that was for nefarious purposes yeah, but, but but again but not, not the reasoning mind. isn't there yeah so the kind line. of filling in so. the blanks is that that's not really a great way to go because then you're left question like well why, why are they going to kill him so mm -hmm. so yeah you're right so it doesn't suggest that if he was he was and he was not six years old when that was happening so at what point does i've been fought i've been in this fight since i was six years old go on because from age 10 or whatever up to age 20 or 25, which is when we see when the series started, he's just basically hustling. Um, he's hustling yeah, he's his way stealing around. some stuff he, from the empire here and yeah. there, but he's not doing a whole lot. Yeah. He's, so. he's stealing stuff to resell it. He's not, he doesn't have any noble intentions. You know, he's a, you know, he's, he's a street urchin, you know, yeah, they kind of did yeah, with him what they, <laughs> this might be a little controversial, what they may have should have done with solo. Um, how Solo should have been a little bit more dodgy or um, iffy in the beginning instead of being like, I'm an optimistic, bright-eyed, happy person who's a good guy. Um, yeah. And so I think that they may have been leaning with mm -hmm. that because the after Solo came out, a lot of people were saying like he wasn't scoundrelly enough. Mm -hmm. and so they might be leaning into that too much, maybe. Right. Right, I mean, he because yeah, he just kind of seemed well. He was again, he was kind of king of the street rats in Solo, and he's like, well, I just really want to get out of here with my girl, and der, 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 and that's kind of where he was at. Um, but yeah, you're right. He didn't seem like he didn't seem as as grizzled 
or as cynical as obviously we saw the character as he became Harrison Ford. And there's the difference of about seven or 10 years between the end of Solo and I think episode four. So that gave him chance to, you know, turn into Harrison Ford, I guess, um, mm-hmm. and, and get grumpier. And but I don't want to go on a total sidebar and talk about Solo, but I thought it was I thought yeah. it was great. I'm just saying like, there may yeah, have character been exploration. Some, yeah. It's not um, comparison there. But yeah, but regardless, you know, I, I I'm I'm not optimistic right now, unfortunately, because again, mm-hmm. while episodes one, two, and three dragged but it took us you know i could say okay well i know why we got three at once we needed to get him from the point where he's just you know he's aladdin on the streets you know Mm -hmm. just basically doing his whatever to when lucian comes along and says hey do you really want to do something that makes difference and he's like fuck no i oh look here's all the bad guys trying to blow us up i'll go with you that's cool and then Mm -hmm. he you know he's leaving the planet and, and getting back to um, you know, dirt ball number one, uh, you know, playing it where we're going to pull a heist and do, oh, I'm like, all right, it's a heist thing. But then we have an entire, it's not like, okay, he shows up and let's get into the heist. No, let's have an episode where everybody, again, it's a dick swinging contest, office politics, everybody's bitching at each other, interspersed with a B story of uh, Norman Bates and his mother uh, of the guy who got fired from Corpo. And it's like, how is it all going to come together? And so again, we've seen in We've seen space battles in the in, in the trailers. We've seen Sagarera in the trailers, but my God, we're taking a long time to get there. You know, mm-hmm. tomorrow. How many episodes do they have? 12? Uh, 12, 12? Twelve. Twelve, and a total of twenty-four in two seasons, which obviously will get the the second okay. season. I mean, they'll, to, they'll be able yeah. to do. So, I, my guess is the pace will pick up after the attack on this facility because but it's just it's going to go sideways and probably right. the worst way possible but again my question is and I, I i i put myself in the unenviable position of being in alignment with uh my cynical partner todd extra but why is it taking so long what's what's the payoff for it dragging out so long that if it was going to be this slow why isn't this series eight episodes or ten why is this right. the longest disney plus star wars program so far if they appear to be just absolutely just burning it burning it like a wad of cash i don't get it i don't know why it's i don't know why it's so slow i don't feel like there's payoff um and for you know todd is the best example for someone who is a more cynical star wars fan someone who's like well you know they're not really giving me content that's really firing my imagination are people checking out are people like, well, maybe I'll catch up with Andor when it's done, or maybe I'll just read something about it? But this That's th- kind this of how sucks. I've been experiencing people talking about, yeah. It. So I, honestly, I, like, I I think they put the I thought I think that Disney has put themselves in a bad spot with this, mm-hmm. and it's I just don't know how it's going to pay off in a timely enough fashion that people aren't going to start to give up sooner rather than later. Yeah, I and if it wasn't for this show, like you know. The Holocron Chronicles. It wasn't for this podcast. I think I'd be waiting until this was all done, right? And just kind of binging through it and seeing if it paid off, or at least hearing like, "Oh yeah, there's a payoff." Okay, cool. But now we're the ones that are going to be like, "Oh yeah, there's a payoff. You should probably binge these. Maybe skip right. episode five because nothing happens." Right. And then go through and watch, you know, the, the episodes whatever yeah. 9 10 11 12 or where the action happens or whatever right, right? Like, it's just like, like, but then yeah if it, and you're absolutely right it could turn out to be exactly that but again i keep coming and peter you'll appreciate this as a student of philosophy my my question gets to be why why mm-hmm. is it so necessary to 
wank our way through five episodes so that episode six has a big cool space heist and shit's going on and blah blah and then the, you know then cassian uh ends up on uh coruscant and that's when he meets mon Mothma and he gets into the rebels or you know maybe they're they're stealing this because they're delivering it to saw Gerrera, and so then he's working with saw even though i'm trying to remember from rogue one that he didn't have a lot of familiarity with Saw. Present. Maybe he's maybe he'd never met him. With Saw. Yeah, so, yeah. He said like we know where to find him, but we don't have a way in. So right, he shouldn't have too much interaction with Saw. Right, right. But it's just like you know, let's not forget through seven seasons of the Clone Wars, they still managed to not put Anakin and General Grievous in the same place because they'd never met before. In episode three, You're so, shorter than I imagined. Sure. Yeah, exactly. They really had to. They really had to work the shit out of that one. Which um, I appreciated. One the attention yeah. to detail. Right. I was just going to say, like, the attention to detail for, I know it's it's better than, but for a cartoon to go through that attention to detail and dance and tiptoe around this thing for one throwaway line, you would right. think something with a big budget and a lot of hype behind it like this would have paid attention to a line like, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Right when like the first couple of episodes throw that out. Right. And it's like, okay, well, how did, how did a friggin' kids cartoon that was, again, I loved it, it, but you know, cartoon for all intents and purposes, like, right. How have they been done it, done a better job at lore than this? And I, does, does Andor have, um, Filoni involved at all? I don't, I don't think, think. Uh-huh. no. I, th- I think it's it's okay. it's really it's it's Tony Gilroy, is it? Who is writer slash director? At, I at this point, my general rule is: if Filoni is involved, you're going to have attention to canon, and mm, if he's not, right. then it's kind of hit or miss. It's going to be a little yeah. willy nilly, gotcha, which is why, like, yeah. Anyway, right. I, yeah. I think that most things need like a a rules lawyer, basically to just like, you don't always have to listen <laughs> like, to them, like a lion judge. A rules lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, yeah. yeah. 8.5, six, six, like, like, 8. With, like with stuff made from books. The joke is we need someone with a book who just walks up to the director and hits them with the book. It's like, that's <laughs> not in there. No, like, sorry. I like that. Seriously. Wheel of time and yeah. rings of power needed that, but and that's, <laughs> I, but, like, but, I like the idea of Filoni but, but, just but taking I, his hat I, off yes, quickly yes. to whip people with it. Yeah. Just like, yeah. That's what he, that's what he has under, that's what he has under the head is he has a whip. Ooh, I like it. Yep. I was thinking nice. that's, that's where it was. That's why it's in carbonite. Cause they're like, we can't deal with this anymore. Right. <laughs> that that's Filoni's whip. That's why it's in carbonite. <laughs> oh my God. I, I do want to get onto a good note and end this show at least on somewhat of a good note. So I'm going to ask if there's any standout characters that you guys really are enjoying so far. That's hopefully going to make you stick around. Any, anything for you, Peter, we'll start to uh, start there. Um, standout characters i mean i want to know a little bit more about lucian uh, mm. yeah that, that that's so where i, I want too. to know what's his deal where did he come from why is he doing his thing his assistant clearly knows about as much as he does mm-hmm. like they're a tag team so i want to know what's up with that yeah. um because i when i first saw it i was like oh wait his character's in rogue one it's like wait no he's not never mind um so i just want to know what this character is what he's doing um the other characters haven't really jumped out at me too much i mean obviously i want to see what happens with cassian but he needs to you know 
have a little bit more presence to make me want to know more. Um, But Lucian really like got your attention and were like, I want to know more about this guy from the get go. Maybe it was just how they framed him, how they used him, but like he's, he's pretty good. I do want to see a little bit more about Mon Mothma. Yeah. Because I like the character because of the legacy I'm not terribly certain what they're doing with her right now. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I mean, are, are they teeing it up that she's like, well, you know, I'm kind of doing my thing, but then my family gets killed. Oh, but I don't like my husband anyway because he's an asshole and my daughter's a little word I'm not going to use. Uh, I mean, her family sucks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. I was just going to say, I can't wait to hear, like, just watch her slap her husband and walk yeah. out. Yeah, well, I mean, that's Slap both of them like the Three Stooges. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like there's kind of, like, and something that I've always wanted to see a bit more is like, um, and I think I mentioned this last time maybe, but I, I want, I've always wanted to see the stories of people who disagree about the empire. Like mm. there's people who actually believe in what the empire stands for, not the evil that we as the audience understand it to actually be, but they believe the propaganda. They think that it's a good thing. Um, and it's, it's visible from like the husband that that seems to be where he's falling, which mm-hmm. seems a little weird based on who Moth- Mon Mothma is and where she's from. But, but I'm, but like just for character interest things, I'm curious to see how that works out. Cause I, I've always wanted to see a character who believes in what the empire is and doesn't pull a callus. Like I want this person to stay with the empire. Don't pull a callus. Mm-hmm. Don't pull a versio, like commit, Pot commit to the Empire and what you believe it to be. I want yeah. a Thrawn. I want a Pelion. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that they'll have... That's something that I'm also interested in seeing is that potential conflict. I like that. And I've said it on the show before that I I, I wonder where could Star Wars go next? Uh, you know, I think the em- the Emperor is mm-hmm. is defeated, right? And, and I've said it before that like is there a version of the star Wars galaxy where he, there was some, something good that he did where through all is, is taking over everything, but was there a larger plan? A large, well, what was he, was there something worse that he was holding back? Was he protecting the galaxy from something by being the big bad? Mm. Is there another big bad that he was holding back? Yeah. What was, while there there was power, power was there something mildly altruistic about Palpatine? Yeah. Right. What, because he had the power and control, was he at least keeping things a little bit in check? And was there someone, and to your point, I guess like, is there someone that, that sees that and believes in it and can look past, yeah, like they're doing some evil shit, but at least there's some control. At least there's some. Yeah. And I know like the old, keeping the pirates out and they're doing this and they're doing like, like Like with the old EU, that was kind of the idea was like the empire was Mm. a stabilizing force. And then also like you also had the books with like the Yuuzhan Vong and the, and the emperor was like specifically keeping them out, but that's not canon anymore. But like, the, but it but it could be who knows but Again. zan is still alluding to something with the newest thrawn trilogy the the ascendancy books so i mean mm-hmm. who knows right they, that may come back as some sort of detail but yeah like there's something good about the emperor how how do people believe in it so right that's right. that is something right. i was hoping to address yeah right and it right. Really interesting hmm. um 
Charlie, you kind of feel the same way. Same. Yeah, same I just I, I I think Lucian is the only thing in this that is uh, that that kind of is a blip on the radar. Uh, mm. Who is he? Where did he come from? Why is he doing this? How did he and Mothma get connected? Uh, what's you know what's his end game? Where's all this going? Um, mm. So yeah, so I would say. Uh, that that there's some mild, you know, that, that there's some mild interest in that, and yeah, I like I like your thought. You know, what extra wrinkle? What's a corner that they're going to put on um, this overall interaction that's going to bring something different into play? Um, mm-hmm. Because again, when you prequel, prequel, prequel thing, your stakes are lower uh, or almost non-existent. Um, and even with this, we did a prequel that everybody was great, but then everybody, all those characters at the end died, but now they've dialed it backwards and he's alive again. So what are they going to do to make it new or noteworthy? And the problem is they're, they're not really doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, you know, all my questions come down to why, why, why is this 12 episodes instead of eight? Why are there two seasons of 12 episodes? What's the end game? What's really gonna blow your mind so that it's significant and you could say okay now i understand um but couldn't have they done better than giving us the fifth episode we're all we're all collectively going you know looking at my watch being like oh dude is this over yet you know so yeah that's not that's just not where you want to be at with this so you know we got episode six coming on in the morning we watch it first thing around here um it'll probably be the big whiz bang you know heist Hopefully they don't drag that into two episodes, and then there's a, a reduced payoff. I guess I'm trying to keep it positive, but you don't want him to pull Battlestar. I, yeah, my my bar is su- yeah. I don't want it to be New Caprica. So you know the the bar is super duper low at this point. Mark, how Mark by the way has not watched Battlestar, which was filmed in his very own country. It's practically a Canadian show. Mark. Guilty as charged. Tamo Pennicat wants you to watch Battlestar Galactica. And that's all I'm saying. I haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen the old one. So. No, that, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm talking about the new one. Yeah, no, Peter and I are big oh, fans. Okay. So, Mark, someday for it's It's on Peacock. So, yeah, please, someday. Please, please, please. Maybe you guys don't have, have Peacock. Peacock. No? I thought there was I don't think so. I have Paramount. Oh, okay. It's not on there. I don't have Peacock. No. I yeah, thought, no. yeah, I thought there I was, was just watching first. Sonic 2 on. I was like, something starts with a P, but it's Paramount. Oh, yes, there you go. All right, someday, some way, if it's ever available to you, I would highly recommend it. One of the best non-Star Trek sci-fi series out there. But anyway, I do have to say, uh, I aside from Luthen being incredibly interesting, and I love, I love the the little like I'm getting into character, and it's like an actor playing right. someone yeah, who's like putting the wig, like that whole like, thing you know, getting a coruscant was really. I great. love right. that detail, so great. There's there's been little bits and pieces. Uh, and aside from from him, um, I have to say I, I had a, a slight crush on Bix uh, and want to see more of her. Um, Which one was Bix? Was she the one on the, the first planet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like th- the, I thought the, she was the, not really his girlfriend, yeah. but who, yeah, who's her mechanic first mistook for his sister, and then yeah, not. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, or, yeah, whose boyfriend was a real dumb was a real dumb dumb who managed to get himself killed. So yeah, yeah that, that guy. Girl. That guy, that, that, guy. that girl. Yeah, she that was. Uh, she was great. Um, any, actually, you got. You just kind of. Any, any favorite? I, I think this may be where we'll we'll finish this off. And any favorite scenes, moments, shots, um, uh, interesting things? We just mentioned uh, Luthen kind of getting into characters is, is kind of a standout mm-hmm. for me. And and even like Peter, you, you said like his shop was was so littered with um, things. Um, Plo Clu- 
Plo Koon's mask. Uh, oh yeah, there you go. Out for me, that was that was one of the big ones, uh, and the uh, like holocrons in the background and stuff. But yeah, uh, I didn't notice the mask; it got pointed out to me later. But I like okay. noticed all the other things yeah. on the shelves. Um, so there, there's with that. There's uh, again those just those like weird little like character moments. It, the only standout bit of episode five that I can really say is is one so far is the the speech of like relying on technology and and Mm -hmm. like i can fix this and i you know we're we're too reliant on stuff and it's like oh yeah i I can like how much stuff can i fix in my house like you know like i can i can fix like a toilet if that breaks but like if my tv breaks i'm just buying a new tv because it's Mm -hmm. not like i can go and fix that i used to take my laptops and stuff apart and now it's like you know, like you look at my iPad and it's like, there's, I can't even get that apart without smashing the 13. I mean, I can take it apart, but there's a <laughs> right. point where you like, can't really fix it. Cause it's a, yeah. it's a transistor. That's like <laughs> this big. Right? So it's like, yeah, okay. I get that. I get that. Uh, there, so there, there are moments of like brilliance in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I loved the, um, just the drama of the dude with the, wake up oh the, the bell kind of that was bell that thing. was pretty cool very very neat just the, those kind of moments I, I thought were really great and like the world building overall this isn't done in the volume this is sets this is real mm. stuff and i wish mando would do that a little bit more and like yeah i mean i do appreciate that mando can go to more weird places right true. um like i very, very. i'm very happy that they have that capability but the yeah. practical sets do allow for more of that Nuance, yes deal, right and and, and that, the and characters that it, suddenly are because the right. actors react to it better because it's actually there right. and they can touch mm-hmm. it right and so. and it seems to fit more of the uh gruff and tumble uh shell game kind of hustler lifestyle or vibe mm-hmm. the vibe of the lifestyle that is part of this show so yeah yeah yeah, um, I, yeah. I mean something I, that i also liked like shot wise scene wise um i actually quite liked uh, and I know it's kind of like a tiny detail. I liked um, our, I think he was Khan, <laughs> um, the the eager beaver corpo officer, um, where he's like oh. going around in his montage of trying to figure out where Cassian was. And then oh, uh, yeah, Cyril Cyr- Kern. Cyril yeah. Kern, okay. Yeah. It was similar sound. Corn. I'm going to call him Corn. K-A-R-N is his spelling. So I... I liked how that was phrased and especially the scene with him and his supervisor when the supervisor was just like, yeah, 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 dude, don't worry about it. It's all bullshit. Like that was just a very, very well done character scene. Yeah. Like that one, like, did it have a whole lot of bearing on much? Not really, but it did set up for what Karn was up to. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that that was really, really well done. I also enjoyed the stuff with the isb mm-hmm. um it may be because i have a bias towards the empire and that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. i like seeing that mm-hmm. um, but i thought that that was fairly well handled um and I, and the and the the um the drop ships showing up on the planet that mm-hmm. particular shot with with them coming over you yeah that was a really cool right um, of the of the few really shot. cool star warsy visuals that we got in in what yeah. was otherwise and, kind of, and kind i of also quite enjoyed lucian coming out of hyperspace and then you see the ship actually have to reorient itself to right. the planet mm-hmm. that was right. a cool touch because we've only seen that in episode two 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was just cool. Oh, yeah. So, good deal. Awesome. Oh, so we have episode six tomorrow. So, Mark, yeah, when we come back, we'll be doing six and seven and eight. I, I don't know. Hopefully something will pick up by then. Six and seven. Six and seven. Gotcha. Yeah, by the time we record. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah, six and seven next time. Um, by the time, yeah, when people, people basically you can, depending on when you watch and when you listen, I'm hoping to drop this uh, episode. You know, we're recording Tuesday night. I'm hoping to drop this tomorrow. So Wednesday. So people will be listening to this Wednesday and having, if they're, if you're like Charlie, you've already watched the latest episode. And if you're like me, you'll probably listen to this first and then watch the latest one but whatever order you're doing that in i would love people to share their thoughts yes, on please. Or, uh with uh with us on twitter or especially on discord and uh we have a, a an and or spoiler friendly zone on discord if uh if you're worried about that kind of thing so it's a safe place to share all your spoiler oh, and and or safe place that's that's just what you should call it Andor safe space. Mm. Andor's. I'm going to change the name to Andor. Andor's safe and slash. That's what um, autocorrect always does whenever I'm talking to you guys. I'm like, it changes it to and slash and or slash or. I'm always <laughs> slightly confused at oh first, and then I'm like, ah, Charlie's ah, talking through Siri again. There we go. That's my yeah. life being being in but, the car. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's that's a good wrap up, fellas. Uh, five episodes. We are a little over an hour at this point, but like. That's pretty good. We've done longer shows on shorter things. Like yes, definitely. There was a lot to there was a lot to pack in, but there should have been a lot more. Um, yeah. But yes, as we're now, you know, soon to be halfway through the season, let's hope the back half makes the somewhat indeterminable front half worth the journey. Yes, absolutely. We'll I mean, maybe it'll pull an Obi Wan and make everything make sense towards the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I just wish you like the make... first couple episodes for Obi Wan yeah. for me were very like, what is up with this Inquisitor lady? She's so, <laughs> so super intense She's for some reason. So cranky. It made sense know. after you see the rest of it, right? Yeah, so exactly. maybe they'll do that. Chop, chopping yeah. up those Yinglings. That's it, <laughs> Peter. Thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. You are. A, a wealth of information. You rhymed off some names very, very quickly from like obscure characters that I was incredibly impressed with all through. Too much so random thank you. crap. Just ask. Great. I love on Code Forty Seven. Oh my gosh! All sorts of obscure crap. Indeed, we do. Yes, P- Peter <laughs> I, and I are, are eye to eye on the program that we run about talking about Star Trek, without a doubt. My uh, my grade. Oh, where was it? Grade eight art teacher who was an elderly British lady looked at me once and said, you know, you're just an encyclopedia of useless information. And uh, that was like the biggest compliment she could ever Thank give you. me. So Thank else you. Thank you, madam. Yeah. I was just kind of <laughs> like, oh, thanks. That's great. Um, yeah. I often great. self-identify as a fount of useless information. <laughs> I like it. I, I, the fountain of the encyclopedia oh, is always been mine. Uh, so, uh, I, so I appreciate that. So thank you very much for joining us, Peter. I hope you will come on again and share some more of your very useful information. <laughs> very useful. Uh, but in the meantime, until you join us next time, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet under the username at Petrus Aquinas, Petrus underscore Aquinas, almost everywhere. Um, you can at me and I might say something. 
It could be. It might be added. We're, we're breaking them in ever so slowly. There we go. Um, and of course, on Code 47. And of course. Yes, on and on Code 47. You can find me there. Yes. Peter is my, uh, my lifelong, hopefully, companion over on Code 47. We also record with uh, Katie Prishan. We come out uh, every other week. And we enjoy that very much. You can, of course, find me uh, over on Twitter at the C3. Spell it on out. Can be found at most socials uh, that way at all. Instagram, occasionally TikTok, maybe definitely Facebook. Uh, I also fill up our um, Secret Friends United Facebook feed with content. Uh, so that's usually me. Uh, my wife, April, and I, along with Peter, are all senior staff members over at the USS Grand Potosky. That is the preeminent Michigan chapter of uh, the Star Trek International Fan Club. You can find us on a website of that name and across socials uh, all over the place. If you love Trek, we're the place to be. Come find us. Pretty please. And you can find me at uh, the underscore Canardian pretty much everywhere. Twitter, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, find us there. And of course, join us on Discord. Subscribe over to the YouTube channel. If you're not watching this video, you have to go check the video out just to see Peter in his dark, menacing robes in the throne room. That is that is worth that. Click the subscribe button right there. Yes, indeed. Unlimited power. <laughs> I need to get better at effects. I need to add lightning to your video there. Crackle, crackle. Um, fantastic. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite Podcasting Network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.